0: Hello and welcome to McCartney in Goal. This is the podcast that debates and dissects a great album of popular music. We take some stories about an album that we love, we mix in some opinion, sprinkle over a World Cup-style knockout scenario and stick it all in a blender. The results could be delectable, but we make them inedible. I'm David Hughes and I'm joined by my fellow referees, Brett. Hello. And Steve Sumner. Yo. Yo. We'll start with the qualifying round to whittle the album tracks down to eight-quarter finalists before we meander to the nerve-jangling semis and stumble our way to the big one, the final. We may be uninformed, we could be biased and we will certainly be unruly. If you are not
1: harmed... Sorry, if you can't see his face then you can't because only we can see his face but Dave looks like he's going to brook no rubbish tonight from us. He looks in serious mood. Yeah. I've got something in the oven, I need to get finished. So on that, on that basis, Dave, take us away.
0: If you're not harmed during the making of this podcast, you may wish to recommend us to a friend. Or you may not. It's likely that you'll do one or the other. <laughs>
2: it's binary. There's no way around it. It's a binary choice. You will or you won't. Today, our subject is
0: refab. An album from 2006 that was bought by 16 million people worldwide, even in the post-download era. So that means that you, me and Mr Jones all owned a copy. You know I'm no good at intros, so let's get back to black (laughs) with the second studio album by Amy Winehouse.
2: So what happened there is that for the first time ever in podcast history, Brett actually left the room during the puns. And now it's not gonna be, be able to happen there. I can't live with
1: myself. Them. i missed the pants. I had I had a cough coming. It, don't worry, it's not a COVID cough, I hope. It's a, it's a red wine going down the wrong hole cough. Okay. and I had to leave the room for good audio I didn't want someone coughing in the background okay. and I, cut, I missed the puns were they good
0: oh, I think it's well established fact that you normally miss the puns
2: <laughs> I was going to say even when you do them and he does listen to them he's, he's always like oh he didn't do many and it's like he misses the first four of them or something <laughs> that's true in fairness all you're doing is that's escalating true. your lack of paying attention during his pun it's section true. anyway it's true and, and the look
1: on his face now listeners I'm not going to mess with him no chance no carry on Dave do what you oh, want to do let's just,
2: just move past it were good. It
0: good i enjoyed it i enjoyed it so uh just for the avoidance of any doubt the album is back to black by amy winehouse which was her second studio album released in 2006
2: not back in black by acdc
0: no no if if that if that is the one that you have come prepped for
2: high quality (laughs) yeah but no, No, no 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 We're here to talk about the, the Winehouse, which is which is good. So let's do that. Yeah. Dave, for God's sake, get control. We just got into <laughs> Rambleland.
1: Dave, this utterly, utterly shit intro to the <laughs> podcast is entirely your fault. Yeah, I blame yeah, you 110%. Okay.
0: So Amy Winehouse, 2006, back to black. We get, I always get confused between the quarters and the... Um, the qualifiers because there's two two Q Q queue, rounds, yeah. aren't they? We're going to start with the qualifying rounds to get the tracks down to eight quarter finalists. So we have three qualifiers. It's a compelling listen. Let's get going. The first one is Addicted oh. up against me and Mister Jones.
2: I mean, she's. I just don't. I can't think of anyone that does words and delivers words like this that I have come across before No, um, and you know what kind of fuckery is this is the most yeah, spectacular I was gonna say, I've
1: never heard, heard the word fuckery used in a lyric before and it's just brilliant it, no, it doesn't feel forced or like nah, no. it's totally brilliant
3: what kind of fuckery is this you made me miss the slick raking have thought I didn't a-
0: That, that's what she wanted to call the song, "Fuckery," Fuck and the the, the the label had to talk her out of that.
2: Yeah, well, that's not unreasonable on their part. But I mean, uh, I think this is um, it's my my usual discussion: is this a great album or an album with great tracks on it? I do think this is a great album from start to finish. I don't think there's anything that I would count as filler on this. I think I was really taken aback doing some proper listening to it, how strong it is. But I do think that the final three tracks. Are the weaker end of it? I think it it is mm. so incredibly strong in places up to that point. I think that the final three, well, addicted is going to get voted out, though, in my opinion. Here, I would say, um, and and so there's. I think that's one of the weaker lyrics about uh, what is it the. Um did, does more than a dick did, ever did or something like this yeah in, in yeah dictator. that's
1: one of the only ones that you think oh, you think it's it's good. Good. Mm-hmm. that's not that working
2: for you yeah and, and, and the way the others do I think me and Mr Yeah, exactly. And I think me and yeah, Anyway, I've talked for too long, me and Mr Jones for me.
1: Uh, I will agree me uh, Mr and Mrs. Jones.
2: Is that what it's called? <laughs> very much not called that, no. What is it called? Me and, me Mr. and Jones. Mr. Jones. Me oh, and
1: Mr. Jones. Alright, Mr and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> where where <laughs> did, did you get that from? <laughs> I don't know. I've written it down on a piece of paper. So oh. not only have I got it wrong, but it's managed to, I've managed to put it on a piece of paper as well and commit st- it to ink. St- it's actually written it's wrong. N- it's written wrong. So oh, wow. not only have I got the name wrong, but I've managed to write it down wrong. Yeah, spectacular, are Impressive. I? Impressive. Okay. That's, that, even for me, that's going above and beyond, I think. Yes, even yes. Oh, even, so, even by
2: your special capacity to get names of songs So wrong, I'm going to keep
1: up with the Joneses. That's going through for me as well. What are you voting for, Dave? Just out of interest? Uh, I'm also going me and Mr. Jones. Great. All okay. Right. Nice easy uh, room for that one.
0: He, he sounded excited about
2: it. I know, it's the enthusiasm that we got in from the podcast for, isn't it?
0: Right, what's the other quality, Dave? So, the uh, second qualifier is Wake Up Alone against He Can Only Hold Her. Brett, I sure like, uh, <laughs> Wake Up Alone has yeah. uh, a real uh, sort of 1960s Otis Redding yeah, feel. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah the Show it. guitar figure is amazing on it, it's beautiful. It really it does sounds like was... a standard. It does. I was listening to it and thinking of Dave, actually, because it reminded me of like, something like A Change Is Gonna Come or something like that. It's just right up your strass, isn't it, Dave?
3: It's okay in the day I'm staying busy Tied up enough so I don't have to wonder where it's Got so sick of crying
1: Starts with an arpeggio guitar mm-hmm. figure and then he gets this skank guitar coming. And then you've got the kind of ding-ding-ding piano as well. Even before it, she starts singing, it's great.
2: Uh, it's going up against what, remind me? Uh, wake Up Alone against He Can it, Only Hold Her. Oh, this yeah this is
1: really which, hard. They're both really good. This is another... For, he Can Only Hold is one of the more, I'd say, just songs that has just become like recognisable from this album. It's really...
2: I think it's in that final stretch of slightly more forgettable ones, personally. Just, I, I, I would got,
1: split... Split the vote
0: so far So Steve If you're Wake Up Alone I, yeah. I, I was thinking I was going to go He Can Only Hold Her uh, I love the It's got that great oh, really uh, I brass. thought you'd have gone from, Okay. Yeah, yeah I do Well I do love that that, that Sort of 1960s Otis mm. um, it, it sounds like a, Yeah as Steve said Like a real Soul classic But um, mm. He Can Only Hold Her It's got that um, Brass section riff At the beginning And, and the backing vocals I mean they, they sound Really 1960s as well um, But really Kind of Motown Sounds like a Motown song, but it obviously it's not. She wrote all the songs on this album, uh, but then you've got the uh, that kind of shuffling acid jazz drums, which just place mm. it firmly in 2006. Uh, what? Well, he love can it. only hold her. Oh, he can only hold her. Yeah.
1: So to clarify, tell me. I assume this is all produced by Mark Ronson. Am no. I wrong?
2: No. She. If you watch the um, Amy doc, basically, it was the, the, the album split into split into two very specific sets of sessions. The first sessions were these very sort of relaxed just her and a guitar with this guy Salim Salim Remy was it yeah yeah salim and, and and who she knew from before and she went in and just did the guitar and the vocal or just the vocal and then he built up the tracks uh, around her, and then there was a massive hiatus when she was kind of procrastinating and second guessing herself, and like months and months and months went by, and then I think the split happened with the boyfriend that she was, you know, really having this this deep obsession about, and all these songs began to and lyrics began to tumble out of her, and somebody happened to put it together with Ronson, and he sort of yeah, talk, well, talks about it now and says, well, I didn't see her procrastinating at all, and basically did all of the second half of the album in a very very short space of time with him and the Dap Kings who are the the backing. Singers, uh, and it just had this other, you know, it's so there's, there's two very specific sets of recordings with two very different producers. Uh, so it's remarkable that it's as coherent as it is, which is very coherent.
1: Okay, so what we're doing, we've been about 10 minutes. Okay, we about got what we're going on. So
0: we've got Wake Up Alone, which is that 90s uh, sort before. of Otis Reading yeah. style, yeah. and uh, He Can Only Hold Her, which is the Ronson produced. Brass riff with the modern drums.
2: And I voted for one, Dave's voted for the other, so you've got the casting vote, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like both of them a lot. Um, But Wake Up Alone is so beautiful and elegant, and yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with that.
2: Right, what's against what? It's
1: some unholy war against just friends. Uh, oh, just, just friends, friends is, is my least favorite song on the album. Really? It's Just too jazzy. Oh, it's got some amazing lyrics though. Uh, but yeah, okay. uh, but some this... unholy war is interesting. It's kind of got a, kind of a trip pop. I'm going to go with some unholy war.
0: It's got some unholy wars. Got um. It's got a riff at the beginning that sounds a little bit like My Girl by The Temptations, but then it, it, it sort of starts like that. But then it has like a really dark twist to that riff. Mm. Mommy! a bit of retro there but i'm gonna go just
2: friends really i thought i'm going just friends as well i particularly again i think it's another one with a with um one of these lyrics that she she uh squeezes in where it's like uh here we are uh it's never safe for us not even in the evening because i've been drinking not in the morning when your shit works it's it's great isn't
0: it her yeah turn of phrase it's never
3: safe for us
1: I mean, just to have that ability but wrap it up in like one of the voices, well, definitely the voice of her generation, but like one of the voices probably of of all time. I mean, it's an extraordinary combo, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. You know, that talent.
2: I'm sorry that yes, yeah, so we we know. I mean, it is uh, it is true of this podcast that you uh, can't cope when it goes over a certain line of jazz. And I'm aware that this has crossed a certain jazz line. It's just you, too much Brett, jazz. So. Just too much jazz, and that's why. So hopefully it'll go down. Form, I'm sure, it'll go down. Later. I haven't voted for it, and yeah. whatever
1: is up against, like whatever, whatever versus that, Dave, the jazz one. No thanks, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> I'm a cultured man. Yeah, and uh, if if nothing, I'm broad-minded. You can yeah. you got to uh, accept
2: with jazz. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not
1: no totally close yeah. so we're through
0: now to the quarterfinals, which
2: are different from the qualifiers you see I've learnt this because yeah. I didn't know much about sports related theme podcasts but now I've over the time you've, you've schooled me and I understand the difference now so Dave, I can help
1: Dave's you. still interchanging the words though which is nice and the first quarter final
0: <laughs> is, is you know I'm no good oh.
2: against
1: oh don't say that Dave
0: back to black
2: oh what you can't put those against each other that's what's happened they they on it, it?
0: Yeah, it all gets yeah, quite oh, serious shit. now because there's um there's quite I think there were five singles and they're all off this album, they're all really strong. There's,
1: well I can't believe he can only hold really... out was that a single? Uh no it wasn't. Really? That's that's that could have been a single, I think. That's quite... I don't I don't think that could have
2: been a single no? at all. No. no. Oh,
1: well, there you go. Lucky, yeah. <laughs> lucky lucky, I don't work in A&R and or a jazz shop. <laughs>
2: oh, God.
1: Um, warming up now, quarterfinals. It's just, Dave, just cut out the first 10 minutes of this podcast because it was rubbish. But now <laughs> we're at the quarters. It's going to be bloody brilliant. Yeah. I okay. have
2: no idea what to say here because both of these songs are ridiculously strong. The lyrics are great. The production's great. The singing is naturally incredible. Um, I have no no idea where to go. I mean, the the, come the on, you
1: s- must have an eye It's you Back know, to black. Come you know I'm black. no good. The lyrics on that. Oh, you
0: know uh, I'm are
2: quite, no good. Isn't incredible? Uh,
0: they're, they're quite playful. The, the lyrics. She rhymes bitter
1: with chips and pitter. Yeah, don't yeah. don't don't not vote for back to black. Come on, come Oh, on, come on. Now. You we know did did I'm no good. We've amazing. done this before. Uh, it, it is good. It is good. Ironically, it is good. You know I'm no good. It is good, but it's no back to black, which isn't era defining song is a song I, of generations song of so many people would have just fell in love with music because of that song
2: i don't think there's anything to choose between them i don't think that's any less true of you know i'm no good and also i think within her story you know i cheated myself like i knew i would um you kn- i told you i was trouble <laughs> you know you know that i'm no good i mean it's uh, it's so eerie you know post her death for want of a better way of putting it Oh, it's, you know that I'm no good is amazing. Oh, and it's and amazing. The, juxt-
0: the juxtaposition of these two songs, so you know I'm no good, which is primarily about guilt, her uh, guilt about going off with someone else. Yeah. And and back to black, which is about the pain of um Blakefield a civil going back to his ex girlfriend.
2: Yeah. I and mean, also yeah. I mean the the, the, the the some of the lyrics again, you know, I mean I think I think it's some of her best um pulling out sort of life reference stuff you know there's, there's the Skull t-shirt there's Tanqueray, uh gin mm, There's sniff uh, me out like Tanqueray Tanqueray yeah there's there's drink, There's Stella and Roger Moore and then mm. there's the one about where she's like in bed with the guy and it's like oh I, you know I'm not really into it and I can't I am keep thinking of you it's like he's in the place but I can't get joy thinking of you in the final throws this is where my buzzer goes and then she goes out to meet him to have a chips and bitter with him it's spectacular
3: upstairs
2: just like oh, this bloke's like having it up with me and not really oh and then oh, oh you you texted me oh do you know what? I'll come and meet you for for some chips it's like that's that's a hell of a bit of con- that's a confession that's a confession right there that's um, such a that,
0: that, is that just um an english thing chips in pitta so a pitta bread sliced open stuffed with chips I think
2: it's Is a southern I think it's a southern England thing. If you went up up north you wouldn't get that at all. You'd get chips and gravy and all sorts of yeah, other stuff. Yeah, you get and chips. If and curry you went sauce. to
1: Wales you get chips and curry sauce. Yeah. so it depends which part of the UK you're in. Um what you get with your chips, but in London it's just carbs with more carbs. There's yeah. no sauce. I'm
2: just relooking at the lyrics for back to black though and it does actually have one of my favorite lyrics on the whole album again because it, it just sailed through without you noticing it until you actually sit down and pay attention which is the opening lyric he left no time to regret kept his dick wet with his same old safe bet it's like whoa it's amazing so
1: back to black yeah she writes that with she turns up mark gronson first meet They start writing back to black within an hour he basically does his piano thing um uh, overnight, he puts a bass line down the big basic drums. He's worked till the morning on it. She comes in the next day, he gives her a disc man of the track. She goes into the drum studio and just writes back to black, comes back in an hour and records it. It's so weird, isn't it? To think just how much great art it just kind of pops out because of uh, a bit of luck, chance, just happenstance. Just is that song floating around in them or what? But it, if. She hadn't gone to New York that day. Would she have ever written back-to-back or something like it? Who knows? But it's extraordinary and yeah. it's effortless. Her vocal on it is effortless. So I'm voting for back-to-black.
0: And Mark Ronson tells a good story about um, she, she sings the chorus. It, so they're in the studio and, and she, she writes it all down and um, and he points out to her that the chorus doesn't rhyme. Uh, and, and he says, do you want to you know go back and redo, spend some more time? And she's like, no, that's just how it came. That's just how it came out of me. Wow. It sounds...
1: What, um, what a line. You go back to her and I go back to black. It's just epic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, you've, oh, I don't know what to vote for here. This is, I, For me, they are absolutely knife-edged, the two of them. Of course you do. I, I, <sighs> Come on. You're going Dave. back to black. I'm going to go. You know that I'm no good. Oh,
1: yes.
0: Dave, what are you
2: voting for?
1: Cool.
0: I am going to go back to black. Of
2: course you
1: are. Of course you are. You've got to say it is. Well done.
0: Because um, the, the, there's a video on YouTube of her singing it in the studio, doing that recording. It is just. It just does sound effortless. But yeah. the way that she phrases the words.
1: she's just written an hour ago. She's not. It's not. She's not lived with that for years and taught it. She's just written it an hour ago.
0: Yeah, and it, the, the um, I, I uh, tread a troubled track. Yeah. But but the way she. I mean. Clearly, I've not done that any justice at all. But if you watch her singing it and, and the way she phrases it is just brilliant. Oh, all time. Amazing. All time brilliant. Her,
1: her vocal performance this year is, is great. It's great.
3: He left no time to regret. camp his dick away with his same old safe bay. Me and my head high, and my tears dry. Get on without my guy.
2: Okay, so back to black goes through. You. <laughs> yeah, it's not unreasonable. I mean, I've got no problem with that at all.
0: So the second quarterfinal is me and Mr. Jones against Tears Dry on their own.
2: Oh, Tears Dry on their own. Brett.
1: You've got to stop doing that because I'm reading my notes. Why do you throw to me when I'm just trying to read my notes? Okay, I love so, um,
2: me
0: and Mr. Jones. Thanks Jumping for
1: saving me, Dave, rather than throwing me under the bus. <laughs>
0: um, so, <laughs> me and Mr. Jones, um, Brett, what do you think? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. Yeah, me and Mr. James, when, when she sings that, uh, what kind of fuckery is this? And then she sings, "You made me miss the Slick Rig gig," and then the backing vocals are going, slick, slick, "Slick Rig gig." Is, rig rig oh, it's, it's amazing, crazy. but it doesn't sound cheesy. It sounds. That doesn't
2: sound wrong at all. Fun, it should. It really should. It just, it, doesn't...
0: It, it just kind of swings along, doesn't it? Throughout.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what kind of fuckery is this? You made.
1: Well, Missed it, yeah. M- yeah, Jones is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me and oh.
0: me, me and Mrs. Jones. That's that's a different song. Me and Mrs. Jones.
1: Um, it's a classic. It sounds like it. It represents the album in a, in a microcosm because it sounds so classic, so much like a standard. But then she does and the production is the music is uh, and they get away with that artistic choice because her lyrics are so contemporary to to swing in the word fuckery and all the others. So it's just the power of her lyrics that gets away, with, which is an outrageous if you listen to just the backing tracks. It's like a really retro album. A lot of it. Probably seventy-eight percent, but you—it's absolutely fine. No one even thinks about that or worries about that. Because actually, the-
2: just talking about the, about the production, because I mean, I, I completely agree with the lyric, but I mean, I struggle with how badly some of those '60s records are are produced, and I just can't cope with the sound they make. And, and so, actually, even though it does manage to replicate that '60s. Um, do wop records and the Shirelles stuff, and mm. you know all of the the sixty girls group and the jazz influences and everything. It it, it does update it uh, in such a way as to just be on the right side of the line of pastiche, just on the right side of over retro over futuristic,ing it it's, it's so clever so well, that, so clever
0: and i think it points to diversity of all those different styles that you've just mentioned so she, it's not like she's gone uh, right let's let's do wall of sound phil spectre early 60s let's just do that to death it, it's yeah. a bit of that it's a bit of motown there's a bit of otis there's a bit of soul there's a bit of jazz you know there's all different types of um 60s influence in there
2: yeah agreed um I, I I think Tears Dry on Their Own might be the stronger track here.
0: So Tears Dry on on their own samples the main chord progression of Ain't No Mountain High Enough,
2: which oh, okay. was a nineteen sixty
0: seven Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell song. Okay, just nice. the chord progression, so it's not you know the riff or or okay. the vocal.
3: I can ever be to you. It's the darkness that we you. is a darned step we know and this regret i got accustomed to once was the right when we were at our high i
2: think um again as we don't talk about lyrics it's interesting that we don't talk about lyrics as much as we are with her but she, she's just this incredible lyricist and i think that um i mean this is almost I mean, it was, this is was a bit like when we talked about Tapestry. Is it a concept album? No. Does it feel like one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it feels mm. like a, a sort of concept album about a relationship. Uh, breakup oh, yeah, and absolutely and... yeah
0: but she's singing about what was going on in her life at the time and it was a totally. breakup it was yeah and it was so it depression like and addiction and
2: but it's it's just notable for me on this uh, particular mm. song that, that that there's this it's probably the only lyric on the whole album where instead of sort of saying I screwed myself over, I've taken too many drugs or drunk too much, I want to go back to him, I love him, I miss him or whatever it is, there's this one little bit where it says, Um I cannot play myself again. I should just be my own best Friend not, and I, I best friend not fuck myself in the head with stupid men.
3: I fuck myself in the head with man. He walks away.
2: It's the it's the literally the one bit on the whole album where she's just like slightly introspective and goes, Oh maybe I shouldn't behave like this. It's really and that really stands out for me. It's like whoa, okay. I just particularly love that bit. It's like a little sort of bright spot of maybe I'll uh, deal with some of my issues here rather than continue on the same path of past behaviour. For that for that alone, I've got a vote for a Tears Dry on their own.
1: Yeah, it's great. I really like it, so I'm voting for that as well. Dave? Uh, yeah, and same with me. 3-0. All
2: right, lovely. Okay. It's a big
0: song, that Tears Dry on Their Own. It's one of the big songs on the album. Yeah. Next course final is Wake Up Alone against Rehab. Steve.
2: <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think that I maybe have, of all the sort of singles, I may have heard it slightly too often, but I, I, it's, it's brilliant. But I'm wondering if Tears Dry on Their Own deserves the, the better credit here because Rehab is just slightly... Frivolous. Are we it's... discussing
1: tears dry on anniversary? Have or wake up alone?
2: Oh, wake up alone. Sorry, I'm reading that. It's on my screen. Sorry, wake up alone. Apologies. Right, let's go.
1: So I get the song titles wrong, but at least I know which song I'm getting wrong. The title yeah, of.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, wake up alone. I meant I was thinking wake up alone, um, but
1: saying tears dry
2: on their own. Yeah. Well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they rhyme. Well if anything. <laughs> they do right, they could be lyrics see what Brett's doing song. here is Brett's making up for years the fact that he he knows that he gets lyrics wrong song oh, titles wrong all the time all the time and I and don't all and because I've got it wrong on this occasion he's one occasion, fecking milking n- it nailed
1: you to the wall on it <sighs> boom <Yeah>. Steve
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> rehab the thing I like in rehab there's a particular jazz thing that she only does once on the album where she does that I I wouldn't even know how to do it, where instead of going, the beat is... Try to make me go to rehab. I said, no, no, no. And she doesn't do it on the beat, but she doesn't do it on the next beat either. It's like, try to make me go to rehab. I said, no, no. And she's like, just off the beat. And it's just like, how are you doing that? And yeah. yet it still sounds in time, and it doesn't sound wrong. It's It's this incredible jazz delivery thing yeah. I, I just I wouldn't even know where to start in in doing that and because I would just sound out of time if I did it they
3: tried to make me go to rehab I said no 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 yes I've been black but when I come back no 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 I not got the time and if my daddy thinks I'm fine She,
0: um, she, she grew up in, in the uh, well in, in a very musical household but at quite a young age she was singing with the National Jazz Orchestra. yeah yeah. So by 14 she was the, the main vocal uh, solo which yeah. is an incredibly precocious talent
2: by her own admission, by her words are, I was a massive, massive jazz snob. And it was just that Back to Black hit at a time and she just happened to be in the mood for something more poppy and more soulful. And had she uh, stayed with her initial much more jazzy instincts? Um, so she'd she, she she'd made a
0: jazzy album. So Frank, her first album, Frank. was was a far more uh, jazz-influenced album. Yeah, and then she was um, hanging out with Blakefield the Civil, uh, down the pub when they got together. And the Hawley
1: Arms, would that be? That was the famous pub she always used to hang out in Camden, wasn't it? And legend has it, she used to play pool, sometimes serve behind the bar.
0: And listen to the jukebox, and that, that was playing a lot of these 60s yeah. girl group records. And then she, she just she had that talent to, uh, to take that, edit it, and turn it into a 2006 sounding, you know, a, a contemporary sounding version yeah.
1: but such a contemporary lyric it just would have smashed it up in t- mid t- with 2006 as album was released isn't it so yeah just so perfect for that time you know the lyric yeah tried to make me go through about i said no 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 it's just brilliant
2: isn't it and that was the conversation she had with ronson as well wasn't yeah. it? yeah
1: so it's got to be that's got to go through so i'm voting for rehab
2: yeah all right so am i
1: and me too what's up next hughesie
0: Last course final is "Love Is a Losing Game" against "Just Friends."
1: Love is a
2: losing game. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, love is a losing game goes through.
1: Yep, yep, it does. It's just beautiful, isn't it? You're in a dream. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. But I do like the jazzy one. So the semi-finals already. The semis. Yeah, so four big, big
0: songs here. Uh, First semi-final is "Back to Black" against "Tears Dry on Their Own."
1: Steve.
2: Uh, yeah. to, I think Back to Black is the more iconic of the two. I well, might...
1: yeah. yeah. No, like Dave said, like in that documentary, you can see footage of her singing it a cappella, and you yeah. can just listen to that. It's like it sounds like the whole song almost. It's just her vocal is phenomenal, and it just it's so good and so full yeah um her delivery of it 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 could be like released on its own and still be really compelling listen so i mean back to black is an instant classic
2: yeah back to black dave what would you have
1: voted for if you can uh, remember which is up against what
0: i I would have gone i I would have gone back to black i think that is the i mean it's title track it is the signature uh, track on this album.
1: Okay, so the last semi final is Rehab against Love is a Losing Game. Ooh, Love is a Losing Game. We haven't talked about it, it's such a dreamy quality, does yeah. not it? Oh, it just glides over your ears. Love is all lo- oh, gone. Dave, if you were uh, going to rehab, what would they? What would you be going to rehab for?
2: Oh, <laughs> that's a great question.
1: Addiction uh, to golf.
0: Yes, exactly that addiction to uh, obsession with golf.
1: And if they did try and make you go, what would you say? <laughs> I'd
0: say no, no, no. <laughs> Put me back on that course, Steve.
2: What? <laughs> What would you be going to rehab for? I would be going to rehab for Haribo sweets. Nice. Uh, candy. Almost nice. sugar, basically. But, you know, sugar yeah. in all its various forms. Yeah. And I would say, have you got an Xbox in which case? Yeah. Watch a box set or two. It's all good.
0: The, the, the lack of bravado that yeah. she has is just is really endearing. There isn't like a massive sort of swaggering ego there. No. There is a, a real vulnerability that yeah. I guess just left the vacuum. Well, for... she
1: was incredibly tiny i nearly met her once so uh 2005 we played we played a gig at the proud galleries camden and she turned up um my wife is convinced she saw me play i I don't think she did but afterwards she did come over and sit right by us but she was so i mean so tiny like, just so, so thin. It was like, I couldn't believe how fragile she was considering how big her voice was. But she's just, just, just Camden. She just used to wander around Camden. She wasn't, she would just bolt down to the, a bar and, and go and meet her mates, have a couple of beers. She was, as you're saying, just kind of not really built or interested in being a superstar,
2: you know. No, and it didn't suit her at all, unfortunately. No, it didn't, it
1: didn't, didn't agree with her, rather. No.
0: So, rehab, is rehab going through?
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm voting for Rehab.
0: So the big one, the final is back to black against
1: Rehab. I mean, this is about as conventional a final as we could have got to actually really, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Sometimes this does throw up unexpected uh, outcomes, but this isn't one of those times. No, I think this is fitting. I really do.
1: So Rehab's
0: got all that brass swagger that Valerie has. Ronson gives it the full Valerie treatment.
1: Yeah, he does. He does. Um, it's it's a fantastic pop tune, Rehab. But Back to Black is just something else. It's just such a beautiful, swooning, lyrical attempt to describe the despair that you would feel, especially when you're young, but at any age, when it's just not working out with someone you love on an almost unrequited level. So I am going to go early, and I'm going to leave up Shutu to fight it out. I'm going to go Back to Black. David? I would go Back to Black as well. Yeah, it's going to be That's you. my yeah. favourite. Do you refer to the 2000s as the 2000s or the Naughties?
2: I don't think anyone ever came out and gave us a definitive uh, no, answer. No, but the, on that the, the, the that noughties
1: sounds weird, doesn't it? The noughties sounds just so- sound like weird. I think
2: the Naughties sounds like a joke that people ran with or, and, they, and just got used to.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a Victorian euphemism. What do you go with, Dave? Uh, the 2000s. Nice. Yeah. Quality.
2: The OOs, I've heard. That's awful. Yeah.
1: There's no yeah. good way to describe it. No. So, Back to Black wins. How can we sum up her influence? I mean, the
0: album as a whole wins.
2: Yeah. I think Black. it's a it's an Whiz. incredible album. Yeah, it really does. I think Dave, does to... it get in your
1: vaunted top fifty list, which is becoming yes. a- extra big by it the week? Is. Yeah, it's swelling. Yeah, every I time mean, we I do I mean, I think another... we need an audit on this list because <laughs> yeah. everything seems to be getting in, Dave.
0: We need a stock take on. on yeah, my I think top so. fifty. I might I might have crammed about seventy
1: five in there. Well, I mean, she is like a. I mean, so sad that obviously, the, you know, a star shone so briefly. Um, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty pr- proud to have even been kind of close to, you know, just saying, oh, yeah, I nearly met him. Well, Sitting yeah, at the next, yeah, sit like. the next table. Yes, at the next table. Okay, do, do, you, do you think you that... You
2: really need to spin that story better. Hang on, Dave. It will just... Uh, Dave, he's really not playing his card. But, okay, so, for the sake how do of... I, how
1: do I build up the anecdote?
2: Okay, do not tell it as I once sat at the next table to Amy, Amy, Amy my house. right? Tell it as your wife has told you. You basically yeah. say, I did a gig... Amy house was in the audience and she yep. saw me play a gig because that's three times the story. Cooler, at, isn't that, it already? That, that I sat next to her at a already. Table once. Already bragging, I had a gig. <laughs> Wasting your credibility here, my yeah. friend.
1: Okay, so the the ta- lose the table, L- lose the table. She came to see. She watched you. She you didn't is. see her. She she, she watched
2: it. you play a gig. Okay, on so one. that's how I'll, cool I'll, you I'll are. I'll
1: be like, I'll be like. So she was crowd surfing down the front. She was loving yeah. it. High five me. Yeah. Um. And it was just great. Yeah, and I said, uh, I said, yeah. "Hey, it's 2005, Amy. Uh, should you go to rehab?" And she said, "No, no, no." And then the rest is, is history. Yeah. You, know. you don't
2: need to embellish it that much. I could have maybe I handed her a Cherelle's album as she leaves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to tell it from from my wife's perspective. Yeah. She think, she I said think. every time she says, like, "I said, oh, do you remember that time we saw Amy She She's like, "Yeah." When she comes to see you play, I said, like, <laughs> "Did she?" but you're right she did she did come to this play yeah she going to see you uh, and that's what you need to dine out yeah. on. All right. sorry Boom. david
2: i cut you off right great
0: question is do you think that the younger listeners will will approach her differently to or hear her differently to how we do There's almost like the uh the epithet before her name is tragic amy winehouse mm, yeah yeah and yeah. it would be nice if that just disappears with time so as Younger listeners who weren't born or who were born around the time that she died, you know, grow up and start listening to her. They just see her and in the, in the music, and she becomes celebrated for that in the same way that. Um, people don't talk about tragic Jim Morrison or tragic Jimi
1: Hendrix no they won't be released feel from... sad do you feel sad listening to Jimi Hendrix Jim Morrison, no, Jim Morrison no, is a no, perfect... no
2: that's his point I mean
1: yeah well she's already got a statue hasn't she at Camden Market until they
2: find out she was a slave trader